Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today, Agriculture Minister David Merritt outlines the $300 million drought aid announcement yesterday, with the province pumping $119 million and seeking another $178 million from the federal government. We have reaction to the announcement from both the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers and the president of SARM. Real Agriculture talks with the president of Crop Life, discussing a pause on increase in maximum residue limits on such products as glyphosate. We also have the latest market outlook from Sask Wheat this week. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazenk Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazenk, 306-721-6667. Agriculture Minister David Merritt has outlined a $300 million federal-provincial program to help drought-stricken livestock producers in Saskatchewan. Merritt says the province is providing $119 million and he is seeking an additional $178 million from Ottawa under the 6040 Federal Provincial Agri-Recovery Program. Merritt says the funding will help with extraordinary costs related to the drought. What we announced yesterday, Jim, was $119 million from the provincial government for the livestock sector here and $100 per head for the livestock sector to... Uh, some with extraordinary costs that are happening this year, obviously with the drought, uh, whether for access for feed or whether they have water issues or whatever may, you know, help them get through this period of time that we're having. Obviously, with the, the dry conditions and for the ranchers to be able to uh, source feed is obviously becoming a challenge. So it's really to deal with the extraordinary costs that the livestock producers are actually going through at this time. So that's what we've announced. We're hoping the federal government will come on side with us to get it to the $200 per head. And then the second rollout of payment will happen, uh, you know, after towards the end of the year where we're, we will ask the producers for uh, a declaration on just how much breeding stock they do have. And that's what the payment is for, is for their breeding stock. Can the $100 a head or ultimately $200 a head possible retain the breeding herd? Well, you know, I'm sure that, you know, that's a business decision that the ranchers are going to have to make. Like, every rancher is different. I talked to quite a few yesterday here down, you know, in the Cypress Hills area where we made the announcement. And I talked to some ranchers. And they, you know, some of them have, have feed. Some of them have about half the feed they need. 
some are saying if they get some rain, then you know the pastures they could leave them on the pastures longer. So there's there's a there's a real variance there. So I think you know we'll obviously we'll see some reduction, but those might be business decisions that the individual ranchers do make. What we really tried to do here is really provide the funding so that the livestock producers could find a way to source feed or whether it's water or whatever they feel they you know to keep their herd or to protect it that way. So that's why we did it and made it really pretty smooth and transitioned and not tied too many conditions to it to really allow the the livestock producers to make those decisions for themselves. How hopeful are you that Ottawa will chime in with its $178 million for the 60-40 agri-recovery cost share? Well, you know, we're all hopeful. I mean, um, you know, Manitoba made their announcement yesterday, and I believe Ontario made theirs to the northwest part of Ontario. Alberta, as everyone knows, made their announcement on Friday. So I mean, obviously there is a there is a real need and there's a real hurt in the livestock sector here in Western Canada and in Ontario as well. So I would hope that the federal government would see the the need and the urgency for this. And uh, you know, we've made our application to the minister. We've sent a letter to her with our proposal and what we were going to do. So she's aware of what we were doing. So hopefully, in the next few days or whatever the time frame she does need, and obviously she'll have to get approval as well as same as we did. So she can, you know, she will do that. And let us know as soon as possible whether the federal government is in or not. Some farmers have expressed concern. Now, this is in changing the subject into grain farming a bit. Have worried concern about having to buy out the grain delivery contracts because they don't have a crop to fulfill, and there's some worried about excessive fees. Have you taken? Have you looked at this? Yeah, we have, Jim. And uh, you know, one thing we have done, we've been reaching out to our stakeholders now on a weekly basis for the last, well, pretty well, just about the last month. And this is one thing we did hear from the grain sector was the concern on tax and delivery and, and the, to the grain companies and had a discussion with them. The grain company, for the most part, the companies are really trying to work with the producers and really saying, you know, how can we do these contracts that, you know, everybody is signed and obligated to. The grain companies have really pre-sold that grain as well globally. So, you know, there's issues, but I've talked to the grain companies and they work producers where they can, some cases they're deferring until you know, next year. Some they're buying out, and some, but they're really trying to work with the producers to really alleviate the pressure and the pain that's uh, coming with signing the contracts. But those are business decisions between the grain companies and the producers that they have to work through. But you're encouraging the grain companies to be very flexible with producers. Maybe roll them over well, to next year. Well, if that if that's what the you know in some cases that's what they're doing, and the grain companies are you know they told me is there producers to try and work through, work up the details on the contract. And obviously there's differences in all of it, depending on the size of them and, and things like that. And in some cases they are, they're going out to verify that the producer virtually has no crop and they're working with the producers on those on those things and even working on a, a fees as well. That's what the grain companies have told. Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca And Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialist. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Saskatchewan Livestock Producers welcome a $297 million federal provincial drought aid program the province is providing $119 million and seeking $178 million from Ottawa under the Agri-Recovery Program to support livestock producers. Stock Growers President Kelsey Elford 
says the support is welcome. It's really good to see Saskatchewan come to the table and basically match what our what our neighbors to the west have done. Not having that money available put us at a competitive disadvantage, and to see Saskatchewan step up and and uh, level the playing field is is going to be a benefit to livestock producers that have been struggling through this drought. Is it enough to retain the breeding herd? I think for some they're going to be able to retain more than uh, than they were going to be able to. I still anticipate seeing a sell-off. You know, there's some areas where feed is in such short supply and guys still are going to have a challenge sourcing it. And so any amount of money still doesn't create feed, but it does give you options. And so we're not going to see the complete stop of sell-off of cows, but it will slow it down. How much? Oh, that's the million-dollar question, Jim. I don't know. It's Every operation in this province is, is different, and, and people have different plans in place to manage their own businesses. And so a lot of those guys who have been planning for tight situations, they're going to get through this uh, a little bit. But it, it's it's going to be tough on all producers no matter what, but this money will definitely help. Yeah, overall, you're you're pleased with the amount? I believe that Saskatchewan did what they could. I believe that there is an opportunity in this whole situation to put a program in place through crop insurance that benefits the livestock producers. This this whole drought has shown gaps of where, uh, where there can be improvement. I know on the farming side, you know, the programs that are available for business risk management are very good, and there's lots of places to improve on the livestock side, and, and this situation has brought this to light. As far as a payment amount being enough, that, you know, any, any help is welcome. The province will provide an immediate $100 ahead payment per breeding female, and another $100 should be available when funding is finalized. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Joining me now is President and CEO of CropLife Canada, Pierre Patel. The government announced that they are pausing any um, sort of increase in maximum residue limits uh, for products, including glyphosate, which the government itself singled out. So there were two parts to this announcement, but let's tackle the MRL uh, one first. So catch us all up. Where were we at with MRL reviews? Well, this is the, the irony. I mean, MRLs change all the time, and they never garner any attention from, from activist groups or, or certainly from politicians. There's a wide variety of reasons why they change, and they're done on you know on an ongoing basis regularly. Uh, they go up, they go down, um, they get established where there was none. If you read the the announcement from the government, it was that yeah, all MRL, any MRL changes. So this is this is particularly troubling. Um, well, for a number of reasons. One is that it it, it appears that we we politicize the system a little bit. Um, you know, we we reliant we're reliant on a, a very science based 
uh, you know, nonpartisan, neutral system that just relies on scientific uh, scrutiny, and, and this seems to be a bit of political interference to the process, frankly. And again, what message does this send to our international trading partners? Now, MRLs are not going to be established in Canada for for a period of a, you know six months or more. It's uh, it, it's, it's unprecedented, uh, to be honest. So, and and to add a bit of context. Um, having an MRL for the most part is favored to not having one at all, correct? Yeah, I mean, MRLs are, and this is, this is the part that was a missed opportunity, in our opinion, by the ministers in their announcement. Um, instead of trying to explain and, and inspire confidence in the public, uh, their public statements, Minister Bibo in particular, um, were, were, were you know, very alarmist and, and, and fueling the, the public angst around something that is very complicated to explain. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of standing behind the regulator and the regulatory system and the legislation that we have that's highly protective, they, they opted for the you know, alarmist kind of messaging. And so um, MRLs are trading standards. These are established to allow for the trade of commodities primarily. And they're also... Uh, established to ensure that products are being used according to labels. So uh, an MRL is really the maximum residue that you would expect if the, if the pesticide is used at the highest rates, at the, uh, the, the most frequent uh, allowable uh, number of applications, and the closest to the harvest interval that, that's, uh, that's scheduled on the label. Right. And, and I, I mean, you've Obviously, this is something within your line of work, you live and breathe, but certainly for exactly that, most people, and even those within agriculture, I would say, MRLs tend to be perhaps misunderstood or at least not fully understood as to what they're used for or how they're measured or or those sorts of things. But as you mentioned, it is, of course, um, yes, it is a gauge, it is a measure, it is a a food safety mechanism, um, but it is incredibly key to trading to to exports and imports i mean mrls are used uh, i mean around the world to yeah. right to to make sure that everybody's you know singing from the same songbook right so so what does this mean if because now they're saying that there won't be absolutely there will be no changes until at the earliest spring of 2022 so what what does that mean do you think on an international scale with our customers well, yeah, and, and so we, we, we haven't gotten any additional details beyond what was in the, the communication from, from the government. So we, we, we're not sure exactly um, what this means, if it means that even if a new product, for example, is registered um, before it can be used, you have to have an MRL established. Does that mean that there's going to be a delay in getting new products into, into Canadian farmers' hands? We don't know. Um, we don't, we don't know the details at this point, so we're, we're trying to, uh, to get some of those details to make sure that this isn't, um, you know, that this doesn't impede growers' availability of product, nor does it impede uh, potential trade, impl- you know, or cause potential trade implications. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. 
and Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, 30% chance of showers late this afternoon and tonight. Wind west 30 gusting to 50, becoming northwest 50 gusting to 70 early this afternoon. The high today, 25, the low 8. Thursday, mainly sunny. Wind northwest 20, increasing to 40, gusting to 60. The high 21 tomorrow, the low 6. For Friday, sunny and a high of 27, the low 13. Saturday, sunny, the high 34, the low 16. Sunday, sunny, the high 35, the low 16. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 32, the low 16. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 27. Normal high for this date, 25. The normal low is 10. The sun rose at 541 this morning. It sets at 826 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Estevan, for the second day in a row at 25 today. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at 9. Estevan once again, the hot spot at 25. Saskatoon, 23. Swift Current, 22. Weyburn, 24. Yorkton is 18. Partly cloudy in Regina, it's 23 right now. That's 73 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 44, gusting to 60. Humidity is 43%. The barometer falling 100.5. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, 25. Winds are from the west-northwest, 46, gusting to 63. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy in 23. That's 73 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The president of SARM welcomes yesterday's drought aid announcement. The province is providing $119 million for livestock producers suffering feed and water shortages and seeking another $178 million from Ottawa under the Agri-Recovery Program. Rural Municipalities President Ray Orb says the support is welcome, but more will be needed. We're pleased with the announcement, the uh, agri-recovery money, and at the same time, I think just like other organizations, SARM is is monitoring the, the uh, kind of the effects of this drought. You know, some producers have been in this for two years, some for, you know, almost the third year now. And so uh, we feel that there might be more funding available, I'm sure. This is not the end of the uh, assistance that we're going to have to ask for from the province and the federal government. But definitely, we're impressed. We're seeing this as a a good first step. So it's a good first step. You see, ultimately, it should be, it's $100 ahead interim and then another $100 ahead for cattle producers. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly right. We we noted that, uh, you know, that will help producers. In some cases, they need water, they need feed, but they need some of that funding right now because they have to start securing supplies for the feed for the cattle that they have on their farms now and I understand that some livestock producers are already selling cattle so they're in dire straits right now many parts of the province under a lot of stress right now so um, we're, we're looking forward to that funding to come as soon as possible and more funding later on would be definitely a benefit. 
Ray Orb is the president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Weather concerns remain an issue in the wheat market. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting has provided a weekly overview of the wheat market summary issued by the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. She says Chicago wheat was up 15 cents last week, while Kansas wheat rose 32 cents a bushel. Minneapolis was up 11 cents. There's a lot of speculation as to how USDA will handle the changes in the global wheat production outlook over the past month in the next report this coming Thursday. We do not know what numbers USDA will settle on in their report, but in this week's written Sasquid report, we have highlighted the countries that should show changes based on our sources and intelligence. Specifically, most all wheat production estimates for Canada have been lowered to 20 to 25 million tons. The combined US and Canadian all wheat numbers should fall by about 12 and a half million tons due to weather problems. Russian yield data that has come in to date seems to indicate a wheat crop of around 75 million tons. USDA is still using 85 so far. The Canadian uh, DBF, the German DBF, pardon me, which is the German Farmers Association, cut their crop by 1.8 million tons due to the wet harvest. This is reducing EU numbers. Kazakhstan is experiencing drought and heat and we went to 11.5 million tons for that country. Argentina has been dry, but we have not yet changed their wheat estimates. Australia is probably the only major exporter with good prospects. We are using 30 million tons, which is higher than the USDA number. The above changes combined would add to a global crop of about 768 million tons, 3% lower than the current USDA number. That would be a change of 24 million tons. To summarize, there is no outright shortage of wheat, but hard wheat volume and quality are definitely a concern to the wheat market. In terms of ratings, U.S. hard red spring ratings are just below 10% good to excellent and remain very close to record lows. Canadian good to excellent ratings for wheat are around 16% for Saskatchewan and 22 for Alberta. The last Sask-Ed Ag report had Saskatchewan-Durham at 16% good to excellent, while Alberta Ag had Durham at 22% good to excellent. And North Dakota is rating Durham at 37% good to excellent. These ratings are one of the reasons we think the current USDA wheat numbers are too high. On quality, we note that 35% of the French crop is still in the fields, and much of it is still getting rained on. We think the quality problems in France are going to make it difficult to load to quality sales made to China and to Algeria for shipment September onwards. In Russia, the Russian export tax remains a huge obstacle to putting forward business on the books. And Black Sea prices continue to creep higher, quality spreads are widening, and bid-offer spreads remain very wide. Some Canadian numbers at the conclusion of the crop year. 
At 258,000 tons, Canadian wheat exports were relatively modest for the last shipping wheat of the crop year, week 52. 2020-21 wheat exports advanced to 19.6 million tons, 1.6 million tons, or 9% higher than last crop year. Durham exports for week 52 came in at 81,000 tons for a year-to-day total of 6.1 million tons, compared to 5.3 million tons last crop year. This is a 15% increase over last year's exports. The new crop year's exports will largely be determined by this year's production levels and will be lower than last year's. In conclusion for this week, the market is left with a lot of questions about production levels and about quality against some questions about demand as prices rise and the Delta variant of COVID raises its head. We know that last year demand escaped unscathed, although prices were not as high as this year. The problem of the Russian export taxes makes things more complicated and probably mean the market will have to go higher to attract wheat from farmers. The trade is waiting to see how the Wasti reports uh, in this Thursday's issue come out. The numbers will be very interesting and will shape the market. We suggest making no new sales until the new Wasti report has been analyzed. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting has provided the Wheat Market Outlook for the Wheat website. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola gained 1130 at 856.02. One red spring wheat went down 321 a ton at 360.91. The rest unchanged. Durham 543.24. Feed barley 319.65. Flax 776.39. Lentils 864.50. Oats 298.53. Yellow peas 453.75. Feed wheat 261.65. On the Minneapolis Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for September fell six and three quarter cents at nine oh eight and three quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August tenth. Our last regular sale was on August fourth. D1 and D2 cows sold from 77 cents to 84 cents, with the odd sales up to 87 to 91 cents. D3 cows sold from 70 cents to 76 cents. Counter cows sold from 60 cents to 70 cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.22. We had quite a few yearlings at this sale, and they are selling strong. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.95 and sold it to $1.99. 800 to 900 pound steers all sold for $1.93. Good steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.80 and sold up to $1.94. We did have a few steer calves at this sale. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $2.75 and sold up to $2.81. For the heifers, 650 to 700 pound heifers averaged $1.93 and sold up to $1.95. 
700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $1.83 and sold up to $1.85. 800 to 900 pound heifers averaged $1.72 and sold up to $1.84. We had a few heifer calves as well. 300 to 400 pound heifers averaged $2.32 and sold up to $2.34. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,900 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 238 to 264 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,300 head, selling in a range of 238 to 260 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 70 to 78 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is up 16 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2540. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.92 cents US. US cash markets are mixed midweek with the negotiated Western Corn Belt making a bit of a recovery but still trending lower. Well, the national is up 35 cents U.S. to 100 weight, and the cutout adjusted variant dollar 66 lower. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. Plant waste might be the answer in preventing arsenic in mine waste from polluting water according to researchers who recently utilized the synchrotron at the University of Saskatchewan. Professor John Terover, researcher and head of the Department of Environmental Science at the University of Arizona, says waste tailings from mining activities contain a significant amount of arsenic that can get into ground or surface water. He says their work involves using economical and environmentally friendly methods. Terover explains they were interested in a product created from the combustion of vegetation called biochar. Drover says they found biochar could be quite effective in sequestering arsenic from the water before it reaches nearby ground and surface water. Drover says while this was on a small scale, he hopes engineers will perform field testing on a larger scale. Drover adds the Canadian light source was critical to find what's happening at the molecular level of their research. On the markets, the TSX is up 51 points at 20,547. The Dow is up 195 points at 35,460. Oil has gained 70 cents at 68.99 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 17 hundredths of a cent at 80.04 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.